You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. to the world's team on the Blogging Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. My name is Meg Murray and I am joined as always by Paul Stewart. How's it going, Paul? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm uh, feeling a little bit achy, but other than that, I'm all good. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I feel like we're both, I'm going through neck issues. You're having back issues. We're just falling apart over here. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just a change of weather. It's just making me like what fall asleep in the most random places. And next thing I know, my back feels like I need a, a steamroller to flatten me out or something like that. I have no idea. But basically, I just need someone to basically twist my back and straighten it straight into shape again. Essentially. We've entered the um, pits of hell over here in Texas. So uh, today is 103 degrees. Um what yeah. is, so, so it's gonna be hot so, all summer <laughs> so, so so for the viewers uh, all over the world to mostly do in celsius i have no i know that it's roughly in the high 40s i believe in celsius so that's pretty warm pretty hot yeah it's like, like turkish it's, it's, like, it's like turkish and greek weather that pretty much yeah, I have, I'm bad at the Celsius to Fahrenheit situation. I've We never really were taught the metric system at all for like more than two seconds. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're talking about 45 degrees in Celsius, so that is extremely hot, really yeah. hot. It's it's a toaster oven down here right now. So, you know. Oh, I, wish, I, I, I wish I was over there. I'd be lying up beside the swimming pool and all that stuff <laughs> right now. What's what I'd be doing? That's pretty the only way i'll be outdoors is if i'm in a pool like not by it i need to be in it (laughs) with also like Mm. a mister and a fan and all that jazz like also a cold beverage like that's that's how you survive oh oh yeah that's the most that's the most ingredient thing is the cold beverage you cannot miss that one out (laughs) yeah i still have some urn brew so i'll probably make some of those this summer oh no, that's why that's why I've got just now I've got some Mayan brew beside me. It's gonna make me feel a little bit better. So yeah. yeah. Trying to beat a little bit of iron brew yeah. and Tito's. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I have some um fun stuff for you to weigh in on today. Um <clears throat> first and foremost. Hey, okay. hit me with it. <laughs> first and foremost, Jason Garrett is replacing Drew Brees on NBC's NFL pregame show. What do you think about that? Is it just is it just the pregame show? There's not actual commentary or anything like that. Um, I read that it was the SNF pregame show, um, and then that he may also succeed him in um, 
an analyst for Notre, Notre Dame games. Ah. Oh, wow. So, so he's, okay. I mean, it's a good move for him. So obviously with, um, with coaching and stuff like that right now, it's going to be hard for him to try and, it's going to be really hard for him after being let go by the, a really horrible team in New York um, <laughs> uh, to really get back into coaching. If he was to go back to coaching, he'd probably talk about maybe we start back at college and stuff like that. But obviously he still wants to be involved within the pros. So what way to do that is by actually doing like uh, interviews and comment uh, being like doing analyst jobs, essentially. So I'm happy for him. I'm perfectly happy for him. I mean, he's a really knowledgeable guy. He knows what he, he is, does know what he's talking about. So, did you ever watch any of his USFL commentary? I did. It was a wee bit weird, but <laughs> I did kind of get I did kind of get behind it eventually. At first, it was just so weird listening to him like commentating on over the game, and I just at first I couldn't take him seriously. But until he was actually breaking down plays and stuff like that, I was like, right, okay, right, I, I can deal with us. It's not as bad. So I mean, it's not I'm as bad as people are making. It. Not- so I'm gonna have to take your word for it that he, you know, was able to do a good job on it. I mean, he, well, I put it this way: he wouldn't. I think with the USFL, um, he wouldn't be offered that job in the first place if that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, means I mean, I thought he did all right. I, I wouldn't say he was like or oh, high and above anybody else or anything like that. But I mean, he's, he's just new to it, so I. I there will be some mistakes on the way, I guess, but yeah, I'm I'm perfectly happy for him. So, well, I'm a Jason Garrett hater, so you know. <clears throat> but I'm just kidding. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, though. I didn't think that like Drew Brees was like terrible, so I was kind of surprised uh, to see them like move on from him. Yeah, like yeah, that was quite of a surprise. And like, I don't know. I'm maybe throwing a little bit of speculation out myself, but do you think there might be any chance he might, not as a player, but maybe as a like player of operations or something like that, go back to the Saints or something like that? Who knows? I, 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 mean, I wonder if he might go back in a more uh, admin role or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I was we were talking about this on Girls Talking Boys, and I was just like, well, Peyton Manning you know, is kind of going to be uh, you know, part owner of the Broncos is that, you know, something that Drew Brees might do with the Saints. However, everyone loves to toss around anytime like some elite quarterback um, retires or like doesn't have a job at the, like that second. Um, everyone likes to plug them into Miami. And I'm like, I think they're okay, guys. Like they like Tua. Like <laughs> they, dur- like everyone yeah, had yeah. Tom Brady there and then Drew Brees and I'm like, guys. Relax. They might, yeah, they might as well throw the kitchen sink at Miami where they're at it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've been in the news for like good reasons lately. So I was just like kind of surprised that everyone's just so gung-ho to like stick any sort of elite quarterback down there. I think, you know, they've been a program that, you know, should have won it all with Dan Marino and all that good stuff. So it's like, I think everyone yeah. just wants to see that happen. <laughs> Not everyone. I mean, I, people. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really care too much about the Dolphins, but that seems to be the only piece of history I know is that they almost won it. Yeah. That's it. That one that one season. With, like, don't give it on you. Yeah, Dan Marino, great quarterback, whatever and that. But 
have they won a Super Bowl? The answer is no. So time to move on. <laughs> if, that, if that's their claim to fame, their claim to fame, yeah, we almost won it that one year. I mean, <laughs> man, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I always find that funny. Just like anytime there's like a, a lag in someone's resume, they're just like, Miami quarterback. Do you want to go? But hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I have to admit, like, I know we're I know we're we're kind of jumping the gun here, but in fairness, <laughs> though, they have made some big move. They have made some good moves in this off season. So, be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I well, maybe to... not in the maybe maybe not in the O line perspective, but definitely in the wide receiver core. Yeah, and then they, uh, you know, obviously hired a new coach, which I found to be, you know, an interesting choice, but. I feel like he's been in the news quite a bit just, you know, simply because he has been um, wearing sweatshirts to practice. Did you see that? Sorry? He's been wearing sweatshirts to practice. Really? So that he knows when, like, the players are getting too hot and he needs to, like, lessen their reps and stuff like that. So everyone's like, wow, he's the greatest coach of all time. And I'm like, that is nice. But, um... The bar's low. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know about that one. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're looking out for your players and stuff like that, but at the same time, are you trying to get the most out of them? But just because there's a bit of sweat going? Come on. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Um, but, you know, enough about Miami. Um, good luck to yeah. Garrett, yeah. and uh, you know he just keeps failing upwards. So we love to see it, I guess. Um, so something that I found interesting this week was <clears throat> there was a lot of commentary around Dalton Schultz. Obviously, we know that he is, um, you know, gonna hold out to like get something established. And, you know, there OTAs is one thing, but there is a mandatory mini camp coming up. So that's going to kind of be where, you know, push mm-hmm. comes to shove on like, is he going to skip out on that? Cause it's like I said, mandatory. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a such, it's such a weird scenario we're in right now. I mean, I don't blame Dalton for holding out. I don't blame him because he, he obviously wants to play here long-term but how much is that actually on the agent doing that? So, and it, we had that same scenario when it came to Zeke. We had that same scenario when it came to Dak. The the agent agents were making all the moves. Like the player just wanted to get on and do his job essentially. But I did find this a little, like I did find this a little bit funny, right? And this is no dig to Dalton Schultz at all, at all. I think, like personally, I do. I like Dalton. I think that. Is there some things you can improve on? Absolutely. But what some of the tweets I've seen, obviously, um, I can understand he doesn't want to see any negativity about him. Completely understand that. But someone on Twitter made the comment saying, um, with the blocked screenshot of Dalton blocking his, uh, his, his Twitter handler, and, and uh, yeah, his profile, and essentially said... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I actually do find this quite funny. It's like it's like Cowboys best blocking tight end on Twitter, and it's just <laughs> literally. But I actually thought, 
you know what? It's actually quite a, a fart and smutty tweet, but at the same time, I shouldn't actually laugh. But all in all, honestly, I mean, if you saw that, you would laugh. Oh yeah, like if he's got any good sense of humor, absolutely. So, um, but I, I can understand him. He doesn't want to see all this negativity uh, going into his contract talks. It might affect him going into camp and stuff like that. I completely understand that, but I can understand from the fans' perspective where. Um, I can't remember where that graphic was, but essentially um, how the contracts are. There's, there's two, I think he's ranked ninth right now in terms of his um, franchise tag overall as top earners for tight ends. And there's some players up there, like, for example, David Njoku, who'd got that massive, mm-hmm. massive contract. And I think that's what, and I think that's what they're trying to, excuse me, I think that's what they're trying to base this on, uh, like the agent. And again, I can understand from the agent's point of perspective because Dalton has outperformed Njoku, but it puts him right in the top tier behind Kittle and uh, like, like, like your Gronks and stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah. like the really top, top earners. So is he a, a, that type of massive tight end, that tight end and that salary we don't know really like like there's still a lot of question marks like this sure i mean there's still things for Dalton to improve on absolutely but he's reliable in terms of the passing he he's always there for that when he needs him and he's he has an actual red zone threat so what more can you want you can argue about his uh run blocking that's fair enough, because most tight, they, it is a fundamental part of that. But if that's one thing he, he knows he needs to work on, it's probably his blocking. So we might see a complete different change this season. We might, And we'll be like, oh, you know what? Dalton's actually really improved. You know what? Let's give him that money, you know? So, I mean, I, I, I'm still going to, I'm going, going to base this again, like what I said about the whole draft picks, the free agents, everything. I'm going to take everything with a pinch of salt till game one. And you're going to, like, if I can see an improvement in Dalton, great. I'll be happy. I'll clap my hands and say, you know what? Okay, I see what you're doing now. That was a good run run block. Great, whatever. You can see that 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 development that, like, he's up this game. So if that's the case, then great. Um, I would not be mad at that. But, again, I can still understand from the rest of Cowboys Nation, is it too much, especially after we've been, criticizing Stephen Jones with the whole salary cap, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, so it's uh, a lot of question marks going around about us. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest sentiment I've seen from Cowboys Nation has been, you know, that, oh, it's only been one year, just get rid of them, whatever which I completely disagree with. I understand that it's been one year of him, you know, having success. Um, Absolutely. But I mean, it's like, he's obviously very, or he's very obviously Dak's kind of safety blanket on the offense. Um, yeah. And that's all, and that's all, that's always a good thing. Always. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that kind of reminds me of, you know, and this is, I mean, it's early to say this, but, you know, uh, Tony Romo and Witten, that was like, every time you hit Wit, it was like old faithful. It was like, he's always going to be there when you meet him. And it feels like Zach has that same familiarity with him. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I can see that it's what I predict is going to happen is that they're not going to get a long-term deal done before or like this year and they're going to ride that franchise tag and then he's going to ball out and they're not going to be able to afford him anymore and they're going to wish they would have yeah. just like, took the gamble but I could be yeah and yeah, and and this and again, I'm not here to speculate, but this is where why we brought in like Sir Josh Ferguson, no Josh, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, the tight end. It's like how does he fit into play? How does Sean McCune fit into play? Even though these guys are maybe like second and first rounds, but so was Dalton a couple of years ago. What gives? Who knows? Like a couple of years time, these guys might evolve and might take that that role, and Dalton might move on. We just don't know. But hey, but but. Listen, I, I want Dalton to absolutely make a statement, but at the same time, I really want the, uh, the back office to make more executive decisions more quicker in terms of signing players up front. More, like, because we missed out on Randy Gregory, obviously that's still a bit of a touchy subject Um, because we had the opportunity to sign him um, way, way, way like halfway during the season. So a longer-term contract, we never did. We kept holding out, kept holding out, and look what happened. It came back and stunned us. So and I don't want that to happen to us again. Yeah, it just, it seems to be their MO. Like I, I mean, obviously they, they ended up getting a deal done with, you know, Dak, I think is probably a good, um, not that obviously that they're, there's your quarterback for the rest of your, his career or whatever is essentially the deal or, you know, a tight end. It's not the same. But just as far as like negotiations go, it's like Dak did have to hold out. And like, if you had signed Dak the year before when he was asking for a new contract, you wouldn't have to pay him as much as you're paying him right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And he proved that he was worth it. So, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not that stationary. It's like, why can't we just be like the Rams? Why can't we just be like them? Just like this, they just decide to go and say, you know what? Screw it. Screw the salary cap. Let's just do it. We'll worry about it in two years' time. You yeah, know? I mean, he did like a tweet that Jaron Curse tweeted, and he, it says it must only be a salary cap for thirty-one teams because the Rams having their way. Sheesh. And like, so obviously these guys are talking about this. They're like, why? Like, we're, there's a lot of conservatism you know, on the cap, which, you know, is not ter- a terrible thing, but it's the Rams like going all in is like a kind of an, I don't want to say it's a new concept, but like at least for the current like landscape, it's, it's something that not a lot of teams are doing. It's making a statement. Yeah. It's really making a statement towards the old, other teams. It's like the Rams are coming back. The, the message I'm getting from the Rams is like, they, they, they've seen Dono, they've brought Coop back. I can't remember the two other players they gave extended contracts to, but essentially it, it pretty much takes up about what sixty percent of the whole cap of just those four players. I mean, that's a lot. I think I think it's roughly about sixty percent. But even still, it's like that message goes out to the NFL thinking, "No, we love our players. We're going all in. We're planning to win another one this year." and and you're right. I I do think we're just way too conservative. We're just like being too. Oh, this is a word I love using back here in strong stingy, stingy. Yeah. So yeah. So we're very stingy when it comes to paying players. 
etc etc we always leave it to the last minute until it's too late and we end up sometimes we may end up overpaying like for example all right guys sorry we had some technical difficulties and by we i mean me um my laptop decided to die so whatever paul was going to give an example of um i'm sure it was great <laughs> yeah yeah the, the thoughts went past now so i do apologize everybody listening but yeah it's uh we just basically had a um technical malfunction here and yeah we're just <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll revisit it another time yeah it's the joys of uh you know being across the world from each other you know yeah i know well good for this i'll be bringing my microphone with me in december so we don't have there we go <laughs> perfect well okay guys um anything that is going on with the cowboys you can find it on bloggingboys.com we have uh shows for you every single day um wherever you listen to podcasts um, so make sure you check all of those out. And uh, Paul, where can they follow you? Yep. So guys, you can follow me at I am P Stew on Instagram and Twitter. And yourself, Meg? At Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And um, I guess that's all for us now, guys. Uh, we will see you next week. See you next week. Have a good one. Bye.